Thanks for joining us on the King Law Podcast, where we give you a lawyer's perspective on anything legal or not. From criminal law, personal injury, and trending legal topics, we're your back pocket legal guide. All right, Reddit part. I don't know how many parts we've done, but Reddit time. (laughs) All right, kids are taken down on my yard. Um, So my house shares a property line with a private school um, serving students with issues for minor behavioral issues to major um, issues that require hospitalization. Two to four times per week, the runner kids who are trying to escape um, are in pursuit with a team, four to eight adults with big restraining shields. Um, Most of these kids are quickly returned to school and others take more time. The morning, there was a young boy outside my office window screaming for 45 minutes and the local police finally resolved the issue. My question is regarding my liability as the property owner. What if one of these takedowns result in an injury? Am I liable? Sounds like a terrible place to live. Yeah. (laughs) Move. (laughs) The... So the question of liability is always, did you do something wrong? Mm-hmm. And the fact that someone gets taken down in your backyard, that is, if it's grass and it's flat and they get hurt, that's not, you're not necessarily liable just because something happens on your property. Where there is the potential for liability is, say there's uh, a sharp object, mm-hmm. a hole, a dangerous condition on the property, and you know these kids who have certain problems are running through your yard on a regular basis Mm -hmm. and the property is not safe. They fall in the hole, they run into a sharp object. Uh, Even though they're technically like trespassing, right? Because they weren't welcome. Yeah, uh, that's the law, the law. um, So there's different legal standards for different people. Invitees, you owe the highest standard of care Mm -hmm. to someone if I say, hey, come over to my house, mm-hmm. and we don't appropriately shovel and salt the walkway, yeah, that would be a really bad scenario because we're telling you, come. Right. But it's reasonable. Everybody knows that sometimes people will walk through your yard, even though it's trespassing or isn't trespassing, you can't have a trap down there. You can't hurt people. Um, it's reasonably foreseeable so that is, they're going to be So is she liable if... If there's not if, a dangerous condition, I would say no. Yeah. Um, in New York. I mean, the other, <laughs> I think the school can have some liability. There, there's a follow up question to that is what's the school's liability? They have kids escaping all the time, and those kids run out into traffic and get hurt. Maybe mm-hmm. they should be fencing the school in. Or, or the house. Or, <laughs> right. I think the school or whatever's going on there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem reasonable to me that two to four times a week, kids are getting off the property. Kids get off the school property, bad things happen. Yes, Uh, we know that. Yeah. Yeah, we do know that. Um, All right, Sam, what do you got for us? Okay, so this one is getting questioned by police tomorrow. Hey, everyone, I went to a party a few months ago where I had been drinking underage. Me and four other people took an Uber home afterwards, and I just learned a week ago one of the people had something, had put something in their drink. I'm meeting with a detective officer tomorrow. He called me a few minutes ago, and I was curious as to whether I'm allowed to say that I had been drinking on that day or if I should keep that to myself. The questions will be about the girl that had something put in her drink, so I think 
it should be okay to mention that I had been drinking, but I don't want to get in trouble. Thank you for thank you in advance. Hmm. What do you think? I opinion? think less is more. I've been in this situation. <gasps> Sam. Okay, okay, listen. I was in a situation where I was drinking underage and then I had to go to the hospital. Many, <laughs> Don't incriminate yourself right Many now. years ago. <laughs> many years ago. I was like I, three. How old are you? 18? <laughs> 20. I don't want to talk about it next week. <laughs> but I had to go to the hospital and then at first I said I didn't drink. Uh, uh, Ma'am, you can't stand up. Uh. (laughs) Right. But in that situation, like your health, they want to know so that they can treat you Yeah, but that's a little different. Yes. What do you think? I feel like Uh, they're not under investigation. The the police are there to investigate, and they're not there to help you. I say, why talk to them? Yeah. Uh, It's just... Unless you're going to help the girl, though, that was... You know, uh, as long as I feel like if he's not accused of it, I think regardless, don't tell them because it happened so long ago. And Mm -hmm. some people get wrongfully accused. Mm -hmm. So you become a suspect in drugging someone at a party. Yeah. Do you think it would be smart to hire an attorney to come with you? I mean, too much good legal advice is rarely a problem for people. Okay. So is it necessary? Maybe not. Is it a little bit of added insurance? Yeah, that probably is. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. If you get charged with murder and found not guilty, can you later be charged with a related crime? This is a great question. Um, yeah. So technically, I think the answer to that is yes. Um, and there, it's very rare. Really? And if there's different elements to the subsequent crime, in theory, you could be charged uh, with a different crime. Something like, say you were charged with shooting someone with a gun. Mm -hmm. You could potentially be charged with gun possession. Okay. Um, And the the case that comes to mind is Charlie Tan, locally. Uh, He was acquitted. Well, he wasn't acquitted. The, The judge ruled... Uh, granted the trial order of dismissal in regards to the murder, Mm -hmm. and then he was prosecuted for buying the gun illegally in federal court. Okay. Uh, And so that's how they got him. That's how, and he ended up going to prison. Wow. Well, that was my question. (laughs) Guns lead to jail. But if you... (laughs) Say that again. Guns lead to jail, everybody. (laughs) I have a lot of guns. Well... Unlicensed gun. Oh. Yeah. Unregistered, you know, fill in the blank. Uh, don't commit crimes. So free, free legal With your advice. guns, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> free legal or, advice. Don't yeah. Or, Do the right thing. Don't be a bad person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I she doesn't like my guns. Listen, if they were unregistered, then I wouldn't like them. But as long as they're registered, you shouldn't have to go to jail. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I was just quoting you. Oh, Oh, hey, over there. Oh. (laughs) You're looking very menacing. We have Greg, who is afraid of the camera. He won't be on. (laughs) You'll never see him again. (laughs) Bye, Greg. All right. (laughs) I'm going to turn the tables for a second. I'm going to ask you if 
what is the best legal advice you have ever received and how has it helped you? Ooh. <laughs> I think the best advice I ever got about being a lawyer mm -hmm. is to be yourself. And when you go to law school, they teach you to be a lawyer in a very specific way. And it's kind of old school and it's super aggressive and very detailed, which is not 100% um, my personality to um, do it the way they teach you to do it in law school. And you see people as they as they go through the practice, they find their own way to do it. And, and I think that was a little different a little bit different for me than, than some other people. And, uh, but the way we do it has been successful, I think. Okay. But what's the, the best legal advice I've ever received? I've ever received. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm a lawyer and we practice criminal defense and personal injury, but yeah. I, I've hired multiple attorneys myself. Mm -hmm. um, get the person who does this job every single day. Um, John DeRizio my real estate guy, um, that's all he does. So someone that specializes in what you're looking for. Yep. Okay. And, uh, right. Yeah. Those are the, those are the people. Um, there's a lot of great lawyers out there, but just because a person's a good lawyer doesn't mean they're a great lawyer for this particular case. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is that there are attorneys that, like, do, for example, if someone was here and worked personal in injury and criminal defense. So, like, something like that where you shouldn't be specialized into two things or multiple things abroad. I mean, I think it's the, who's the right lawyer for this case? Got you. And that somebody who does, and the, so our background is in criminal, we're doing serious personal injury now. Mm -hmm. There's some real overlap in the skill set and how we, okay. how we gather evidence, how we present evidence, how we learned how to do the job. Uh, but I can't write you a will. Yeah. I don't. I can't do a house closing for you. I can't get you divorced. Mm -hmm. Th those are just out of the realm of what we do. And um, there's not many good general practitioners left. They Got can you. do, I would be very hesitant to hire a general practitioner to do almost anything. Yeah. So do your research when hiring an attorney. You're not going to hire just the, you go to the doctor, you're just not going to go. Yeah get surgery yeah. done with the first surgeon that comes to mind. Yeah. Like you want to make sure that they're credible and you feel comfortable with them. And, Same there, are, thing and, and there are firms with different attorneys who specialize in different practice areas. That's right. fine. Like us. That, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So we have a couple guys that are doing the criminal defense. We have people that are doing the personal injury mm -hmm. and that's what I mean, Sandy's been doing personal injury every single day for 28 years. Yeah. It, a person who has been doing a little of this and a little of that for a few years can never compete with, mm -hmm. with him. I have a question on public defenders. Thank you. So, like, are they more of, like, abroad? Or, like, let's say if there's a criminal case. Well, it's criminal. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. All right, we're going back to this. I am. This is such a good question in situation because it kind of goes back to when you and Mike and I were talking about the cameras inside of a house. So... This one is potential landlord wants to have cameras inside of the home. So this says, hi, my husband and I toured a property we absolutely love and we'll be renting the whole house for ourselves. While touring the property, we noticed that cameras were in the living room, dining room and all the rooms that were not bedrooms. We initially thought those were installed um, just to monitor people doing showings. However, I had a gut feeling to make sure that that was 
uh, the case. And during that time period, um, okay, that part, forget that part. But um, so before sending in the application to rent the property, they asked whether the cameras would be removed. And to their surprise, it, the answer was no. The landlord landlord wants to keep the cameras so that they can monitor um, them when you're renting the home. Yes, there's no cameras in the bedroom or bathroom, but this would be our home and we want complete privacy. Um, is this legal for the landlord to do this? That sounds preposterous. I mean, you should run away from this cycle. Creepy. The, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, what? I think you can agree to it. It's the landlord's property. He can make whatever terms, yeah, whatever terms he wants. And if you're dumb enough to live in a house where some other person can watch you on video, that, uh, I don't know. That, yeah. I don't know. That yeah. doesn't seem like a good idea I, to me. It doesn't. Yeah, that seems weird. I don't know in what situation. Like, was he going to tell them that they were there? Like, that's awkward. Yeah. Because also, I mean, I don't know. Like, what if you forget? You're like running around the house. That's just uh, weird. No. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. That was an easy question, but intriguing to me. <laughs> okay. My turn. Okay. Our car was rear ended by a stolen vehicle during a police chase. Oh, boy. Recently, my mother's car, a 2009 Honda CRV Lux, was rear-ended by a stolen car that was being pursued by the police, despite the fact that the other driver was fully co- fully covered by Allianz Insurance. We were informed on the phone that they were not liable for our damages, leaving us to bear the cost of the repairs. Um, the suspect was a 17-year-old repeat offender. Um, unfortunately, we do not have comprehensive insurance since the car is an older model. We are considering legal action. However, we do not know where to start, and we are quite shocked that this um, this aliens allegedly does not ensure damage to the other property if their client's car is stolen. It's a common clause. Uh, it, it doesn't seem fair. Yeah. Uh, from the insurance company's perspective, they're going to say, we insure mistakes, and this is an intentional act. We didn't, we didn't have a deal with this guy who stole the car. Uh, yeah. He did something really bad, but that's just not what our contract says, so our contract doesn't apply. Uh, it's a scenario that we see sometimes, and you really have to get the policy. Uh, a scenario like that, that's a case. If we were in that situation, we would, we would take that case, get the insurance policy, and see what it actually says, what it doesn't say. Usually there's a way we can help, but not always. Dang. Well, what about your own insurance? So if you're the other driver. Well, this one says no comprehensive insurance because the car's an older model. Right. But so, wait. So My understanding is someone stole the car mm-hmm. and got into an accident. Mm-hmm. And these people, is the it's the other car. It's the driver or the car that was hit that wants to sue. Yes. So what about their own insurance? They're saying that their policy doesn't cover. Doesn't cover. And okay. then the the other policy is saying, well, we don't insure the guy who stole the car. Gotcha. Uh, there is a thing. It's a good segue. If that's in New York, you should definitely have a thing called supplemental underinsured motorist coverage, sometimes called SUM coverage. It's really cheap to get. It's probably like 20, 30, 50 bucks a year for hundreds of thousands. And it's that exact scenario where the other side doesn't have insurance except the person is hurt. So you, you are horribly injured and the other side doesn't have insurance, then your own 
policy will cover you. And that's something that we, we deal with all the time and it really saves people. Right. Um, we had a, a young woman nurse, I think she was 23 years old in a crosswalk, got hit by a guy with 25,000 of insurance. Um, luckily she had, um, I think 250,000 of her own insurance mm -hmm. and, and that paid while she was out of work, she got 250,000. Oh. Yeah. So if that individual was hurt, would you still be able to go after their insurance? You think if it was in New York, if they were hurt, their underinsured coverage would apply. But what they're talking about is property damage and right. But I'm saying the insurance on the on the car that was hit or not the I'm sorry, the car that was stolen, that insurance, if someone was injured, does that make a difference? Would it they probably be? wouldn't cover. It probably wouldn't cover. Depends what the policy says. So the first thing we're going to do is order the actual insurance policy. They have 45 days to give it to you after you file a claim. Mm -hmm. so, and we're going to read what it says. So what are you supposed to do if you get hit by a car that was stolen? You're supposed to have your own insurance cover that scenario, which I just told you to do. Okay. Go, go update your SUM <laughs> I know. Policy. I was just like, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I don't know. You would think someone would be responsible. Not necessarily your own insurance, but I guess I don't know who that would be. Yeah, that's so, an interesting one. Yeah. Right. Well, you think about the person who owned the vehicle. Just say you own right. a vehicle and it's it was stolen. It's not their fault. It's yeah. not your fault. Some right. jackass stole your car and hit someone. Mm -hmm. That it's not. Yeah. Your insurance is like. Maybe you know. the jackass that hit your car has insurance. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> That concludes this episode of the King Law Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe and check out our socials at King Law Attorneys. And if you've happened to have been injured or charged with a crime, now you know who to call. King Law. Take charge.